Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fruitful, the podcast about fruit. I'm your host, the prideful pomegranate, the lustful lemon, the greedy grape, Zach Huddleston. Uh, apologies for not putting out an episode last week. I know um, the twos and fours of you that count on this podcast every week uh, were disappointed. I was moving last week, which was uh, made me very busy, and I was without internet service. I'm actually still without internet service, but I'm borrowing a friend's. While I was away, I was actually on a few other podcasts. I was on uh, Improvcast with Jay and Landon. It's is a really fun podcast about improv comedy. I hosted... Uh, by two great performers from the Westside Comedy Theater. And I was a guest on a few episodes of Spermcast uh, from my good friend Molly Hockey, and it's all about her search for a sperm donor. Two very different podcasts, and very different from Fruitful. And I can't endorse uh, either of those enough. Uh, speaking of OPP, other people's podcasts, my guest on this episode is the host of multiple podcasts, I first met Joe Canale when he became my coach on Local 132, an improv team I was on years ago at the IOS Theater. Um, he hosts at least two podcasts that I'm aware of. The Sports Dump, which is a great sports podcast uh, he hosts with former NFL player Ephraim Salam, and At the Doobies with Spliffkel and Ebert, which is a great name for a fun podcast uh, that's mostly about marijuana. Uh, Joe is a great talker. And when he came over to discuss Envy Apples, we chatted for almost two hours. Um, maybe 15 minutes of that was about Envy Apples. Um, we talked about everything. Keith Richards' heroin addiction, smoothies for dinner, income inequality, um, NBA basketball. Boy, it went on and on. And all the conversation was great. And I edited out 98% of it. But uh, hopefully you still get a little taste of um, what Joe and his wonderful personality are like. In fact, here's a random uh, clip uh, from some of our discussion that got edited out. Which Edit out the part about all my government conspiracy things. <laughs> ah, oh, no, that's, that's, that. that's in there. That's in there. Well, uh, I do make good points. I, can, I, you know, I'm sure a government lawyer would send me to jail, but I think I'd get some chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. I almost got killed on the train. Uh, some guy was yelling at me one time. You'll never hear the resolution of that train anecdote. Then Joe shared with me his special fruit salad recipe that has a name very fitting uh, for Joe Canale. I, uh, I think I've mentioned angry fruit salad to you before. I didn't make one this summer. Angry fruit salad? Angry fruit salad. It's a recipe. It's a... Uh, I mean, you could put a variety of things in it, but I love summer fruits, the stone fruits, and also watermelon is a, and honeydew, I haven't had much honeydew, which is, I know that's a pretty controversial fruit. Yes. You love it or you hate it, because it does have a bit of a rotten, overripe smell when it's perfectly ripe. Oh, interesting. Well, though, ironically, cantaloupe smells much worse. Yes. Uh, if that if that's the thing that triggers you, cantaloupe in other parts of the world is called the musk melon. Yep, for that reason, because it's, it's got a musk. Super, yeah, super yeah. smelly, uh, especially when it's ripe. I love honeydew with prosciutto on oh, it. I mean, I remember, a f you know, you remember a few of everything. You remember a few meals. You remember a few improv shows, whatever. I remember a meal my grandmother made years ago. Uh, it was ravioli, which she overcooked, but the the ap appetizer was. 
prosciutto on honeydew. And it was a bunch of family members and stuff. And, and it was a fun memory uh, of food. And yeah. the honeydew is a big part of it. But I can give you the angry fruit salad recipe. Is basically, you don't need all of these. But it's for the summer, so a lot of these are available. Mango, uh, nectarines, plums is optional, green grapes, strawberries, blueberries. If you want bananas, but I would do those a la carte per serving. Because yeah, if you mix them in with the larger with the acid, thing. And, and the acidic fruits are going like, to melt it, into mushy. Yeah, it gets yeah. mushy. So you can put a not super ripe, you can slice that in there as you serve them if you want. And then you could serve that with whipped cream or just plain or whatever. You can put sugar on it and let it, I just macerate. do nothing. Yeah. And it, cause it will end up macerating with like strawberries yeah. and, uh, and all the cut up fruits kind of start to what do What makes that. it angry? Cherries. Uh, because you have to pit the cherries. Oh, that makes you furious. Yes. Going through that process. That's, That's exactly funny. it. Now, Molly, uh, again, uh, tells, uh, I guess the first time I made it was at Second City when we were working together and I was mad at the director, as she tells it, so I called it Angry Fruit Salad then. But as I recall, it was Angry Fruit Salad because I was so angry because I decided to put cherries in it and I had to pit all these cherries. Uh, and so is is the Angry Fruit Salad, is that a Joe Canale original? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously other people have put that, that combination, combination of fruits. It, that's well, your signature. Yeah, and, and, and really to make it that way, you have to uh, hand... And uh, pit yeah. the cherries. Now, I desperately want to get a cherry pitter. Sure. I saw one on, uh, what is it, Cook's Country or uh, one of those, Test, America's Test, Test, Test Kitchen. Kitchen. But now there's a new version because Christopher Kimball sexual harassed himself out of the job or whatever. Uh, and they had a cherry pitter that I saw for that that it looked great. I've also seen, and I've never put this into practice, so I have no idea if it works or not. But, like, I like to watch those, like, YouTube, like... Life hack, mm-hmm. food hack, food hack yes. things. And one of the f- food hacks is you get one of those uh, plastic Coca-Cola bottles. Yep. Not a two liter, but like a single serving sure. kind of a thing. You put the cherry on top and you just you just like kind of smack it. Supposedly the, the seed goes into the bottle and kind of the two halves split. Or, or maybe even just like it kind of stays kind of whole, but the yeah. flattens out or something. I don't know. The... The hack looked effective. It looked effective. Well, it always the hack always looks effective when they edit it. Yeah, they had plenty of chances. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's what it could. Work. I do something similar with uh, when I put ice in my bong, where I have these thin ice cube. This ice cube tray with these two th- it makes thin ice cubes, and you put two of them together, and it's almost a cylinder. But sometimes it's a little fat, so I just hammer it down into the glass, and it kind of mushes the ice into a crushed up ice thing oh, very effective okay are you ever afraid of breaking your bong that'll happen eventually because <laughs> i yeah if i it'll happen when i forget to lift the bong up off the counter and, and i just smash it, it down and then i have to go to the hospital okay so angry fruit, fruit salad. angry fruit salad i have another yesterday my daughter told me that her favorite berry is would you want to guess what it is um i'll okay. give you a clue it's kind of a trick answer is it uh well that i was gonna go with some kind of pun or some kind of like Booberry or no, it's an it's an actual oh, thing. Okay, um, our favorite berry. It's not a raspberry. Avocado. Ah. Now I don't know if that's true. Is an avocado a berry? Uh, I think it. 
is possibly. I have to look it up. Yes, avocados are technically a berry. I know what you're saying, listener, but they exhibit the characteristics of a droop. Large pit, tough rind, but no. That fleshy endocarp and mesocarp means that avocados are indeed berries. So good on you, Joe, uh, and Joe's daughter, mostly, Valerie, who's, who's a wonderful little girl. All right, let's move on and finally get to those Envy Apples from the title of this episode. You're also going to hear a new trivia game that's really going to sweep the libraries and fruit stands of this great country. Uh, apples are not in your angry fruit salad. No. Grapes take the place of what an apple might be, where there's if they're good, crisp grapes. But again, that's a, that's a juicier fruit. No crunch in your fruit salad. No pears, no apples, no persimmon, nothing, no, no. crunchy fruit. no. Interesting. Yeah. Well, again, and and I would consider the grapes if they're real bursting, yeah. and you can put them in whole, and you get a little of that. Yeah. But it, that is that's more of a pop than a crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to add something. So the the specific apples that we're eating are envy apples. Oh. And this is kind of a a fancier New Zealand. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is a newer. Relatively newer hybrid, certainly newer than like a Granny Smith or a Red Delicious. Oh yeah, those. First of all, Red Delicious should be eliminated from the app uh, from the, yes. the world. There's nothing. There's what's appealing about them. They're terrible. That's like a medieval fruit. Yes, if I lived in a world with the plague, that would uh, be a great well treat. Ironically, they probably had better apples in medieval times. The the Red Delicious is really more like a TV dinner fruit. That yes. was the beginning of mass production, 1950s, 1960s, 70s, where it was like, we need total uniformity. Yes. I want to have the exact same looking apple in Iowa and Nevada and Georgia, right? And yeah. like, we can ship it out. And Those are applesauce apples to me. Yes. And they're bad. They're like school lunch apples, you know? Not like, even. There's, there's no texture to them. They get soft and there's no flavor. But they all look the same. But those are the apples that have thrown me off of any red apple. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. And these are very nice and juicy. Like, they're, they're at a perfect stage of ripeness. Yeah. And, and we're recording this in October. Mm -hmm. And so the fall is like good apple time. Now, you lived at least part of your life in upstate, upstate New, York. New York. I've done is... apple picking. Yeah. I've gone apple picking before. And I actually, my best apple memory, when I lived in Nebraska... Second time I lived in Nebraska. I lived there for like five years. We moved to New York for a year. We moved back to Nebraska for a year. Then I moved back to New York for the rest of my childhood. My second term in Nebraska, I remember there were a bunch of crab apple trees along a road. And we went and we grabbed all those crab apples. And, I, and they were not bad. If you got a big one and you bit it, I, I mean, they were tart, real tart. But like they could sustain you if you had to. What ended up happening is we would take these apples and we would just chuck them into the road. Yeah. And I threw one. I've always had an innate... I believe in Zen for one thing. Throwing items. If you just pick... If I pick up a lighter and there's somebody all the way at the end of your couch there and I want to hit him in the dick, I'd be 95% of just picking it up and throwing it. It's an awful skill. I've like injured people many times just being like, I'll never hit him in the eye. Right in the eye. So take this apple... Throw it. I see. I meant to do this. There's a convertible, and it goes. It hits into the. I mean, I could have killed somebody. I wasn't thinking. I, you know, I was maybe 10, 11. 
Um, and and the dude, the dude took, we see him pull into the the, the neighborhood. We always when you know a bunch of eleven years olds on their bikes, and everybody scatters. You know, uh, luckily it wasn't Lawrence Phillips, or he would have run us down. Crab apple, maybe not great for eating, great for, for throwing, great for a young arm. To get some good velocity because it's just heavy enough. Yep. you can get some distance on it, not too heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the envy mm. apple, and I would say like the of the like the newer breed of like kind of premium apples. The one everybody knows is a Honeycrisp, mm-hmm. and then right behind Honeycrisp, you have Envy. Ambrosia is another great one. Food of the gods. Oh yeah, daddy, those are really good. Um, and then like there's like Jazz. Yep. Um, so Gala and Fuji are like the last generation of yes. New and technically, apples. Envy is a hybrid of Gala and Brayburn. I don't know what a Brayburn is. It's another kind of older kind of school, and you could tell like these taste. Like a slightly better Gala apple. So why you know? would they sell these shitty versions? Well, I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, apple trees take a long time to grow, right? And so, like, there's still, like, you can see, and even even in the last five years, there's way more Honeycrisp apples available than there were five years ago. And, like, you can only get them at a Whole Foods or at a specialty place. Now, because, like, those trees have... There we go. They've started taking off, and more growers have them. And so these are in New Zealand now, and they'll be... They'll plant them here, and in 15 years, we'll have these cheap as a Granny Smith. Yes. Yeah, so these were... Um, they were developed in New Zealand. Um, they were only patented in 2008. Oh, so like that—that that was the kind of the first time, and so you gotta imagine trees take a couple of years to grow, um, and so they only—but they're distributed in North America through this other thing, and they actually they grow some. These say New Zealand, so these came from New Zealand, but they they also grow some in Washington sure. State, kind of under the same the West thing. Coast Apple Factory. Yeah, of course, it is good. Yeah, it's they're sweet great. and juicy and, and crisp. And and the thing I find. Like, these have a pretty good flavor. I think, like, Honeycrisp and Ambrosia have a little bit better flavor. But all the newer breed of apples, like, the texture is so good. They hold that crispness so well. Yep. And that is actually for an apple. That's what you want. Tantamount. Nothing worse than a mealy apple. No. That's why it's, That's why Red Delicious are... That's all they are. They're, 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 they're their mealy. ceiling is yes. mealy. And at best, if you get a crisp one... Then it's like bland, crisp, no, no sweetness, no tartness. Just... It's like bananas now. Yeah. Uh, as I'm told that bananas 50 years ago, first of all, were tiny. Yes. And much more flavorful. Yeah. And well, they breed them out into this. This you we know. only get like something like 95 percent of the apple or the bananas we get in the U.S. are Cavendish bananas. Right. It's one single breed. Right. And yeah, and they've been bred to be. Big and cheap and easy to transport. Yep. And, and, and they, they take a long time probably to ripen so that you can, yes. you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. But I, I like the name of these, Envy. Uh-huh. And you know there's somebody out there who's just being paid to name weird fruits. Envy's also great because it's one of the seven deadly sins. Sure. So, Let's see. Wait, let me see how many I can yeah. name. Do you have them? Yes. Uh, Vice? No. Avarice? No. Envy. Envy is. That's the one I previously named. Yeah. Uh, anger. Jealousy. Rage. Give well, them to me. Now, granted, I'm all a, of these were probably written in Latin yeah. and translated. So, like, a lot of the ones you're saying are very similar to the words. But the technical ones I have are pride. Oh, yeah. Greed. Sure. Lust. Mm-hmm. Envy. Yes. Gluttony. Good. Wrath. And sloth. 
Yeah. Which to make sloth a deadly sin is a little too far, in my opinion. Well, <sighs> sloth has probably been my deadliest thin, sin, I'd say. I mean, I've suffered from uh, greed. I don't have much greed. Uh, lust has hurt me in my past. Uh, envy is a big one for me. Envy's yeah. tough. Uh, because I'm, you know, it's easy to, in this, in this business, it's very easy to become envious. And then if you combine envy and sloth, so you're, <laughs> you just get mad at everyone else's success and you do nothing you about do it. Nothing about yeah. It. Yeah. It's maybe the worst place to be. Wrath. I got some of that too. Oh yeah. Well, there's some great softball stories that display yes. your, your wrath. Yes. Um, well, what do you think is the difference between envy and jealousy? Uh, Jealousy is something that, um, like, if you're jealous, isn't it that it's something that you have? Like, yeah, if it's envy, it's something you don't have. Yeah, and and good good on you. That's the that's it. Right? Well, I got plenty of both. Well, <laughs> I would have always I would have used them in conjunction with you. I, mm -hmm. I would, but like, envy is a reaction to lacking something, and jealousy is a reaction to the threat of losing, losing something. something. Yep. Right. Like. So you're jealous somebody might cheat on you. Right. And you lose their And you're fidelity. envious somebody got cast in a show. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we mostly suffer from envy. Yeah. You have to have something to really right. have jealousy. <laughs> you can't lose what you never had. But if, of the seven deadly sins, I don't know if any of the other ones work as a fruit name. Maybe lust. Yeah. Like a lust pair or lust. something like that could be fun. Because lust has an appeal. Yes. It's it's used it's in one advertising. Of the fun sins. One of the fun sins, really. Yes, initially. Well, many of them are, are, let's see, greed can be fun in a way, I suppose. Certainly. I mean, I, I would argue... That's the one that I can truly say I do not have. And again, sadly, I would put greed up there with ambition, like, like unnatural ambition. Ambition is not always bad, but ambition, when it has that greed level of it, or when it gets put above other things, can be bad. And I would, I would kind of combine ambition and greed a little bit. Yeah. I definitely don't have greed. I have selective ambition, probably not enough. But I have almost no greed. Well, I guess it's... I'd like to have money, but I'm not really going out of my way. Well, or like, what are you willing to sacrifice, right? Like, if right. you're not willing to sacrifice your integrity or your time or your whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would argue, I would argue that a lust apple is a better name than an envy apple. Envy is, again, something you want you don't have. Lust is like you're getting your rocks off. Like, lust is right. a satisfaction right. Yeah. thing, right? You want, to, you want to have a lustful reaction. to An envious reaction, you wouldn't want to have that. I mean, I guess you envy it before you buy it in the store. Yeah. I mean, I can also understand why they didn't go with calling it lust because right. that ain't going to sell in the Bible Belt too well. <laughs> it's true like explaining that to your kids yeah yeah also envy did you ever see that ben stiller jack black movie envy no it was a bomb and it was right on the heels of like both of them being breakout stars and uh it's a real weird movie i watched it a, a number of years ago it's like they're two friends and like jack black of course is kind of the dumb buffoonish friend who invents like a substance that makes poop disappear and he becomes like a like dog poop, and he becomes like a trillionaire overnight. And then it's just about like Ben Stiller's the slow simmer of his envy for his over what his friend yeah. has, his dumb kind of yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, 
It was kind of dark in that kind of cable guy way that some yes. comedies sometimes are. But yes, it was election. also, I don't think it was good. Uh, yeah, back to the fruit. <laughs> these are good. We ate the... Uh, uh, the sliced one? Yeah. yeah. I think, like, and the reason I got these, like, honeycrisps aren't coming in right now. And, like... Well, you know a lot about fruit, which... Well, it's almost as if I host a yes. podcast, Joe. Um, oh, wait. Oh, I have one other thing I wanted to do. Okay. You, at least part of your life, lived in New England. Up yeah, New York, upstate New York. New I went to school in uh, Albany, and uh, my disdain for the Red Sox is giving me a familiarity with the region. You're wearing a Yankees hat right now. Uh, totally Almost always. They're, of course, New England famous for apples. Oh, yeah. A lot of great apples in that, and, and a lot of great obscure varieties of Oh, apples. yeah. Well, some of those... Uh, Heritage Her- breeds, yes. heirloom apples heirloom or whatever. Apples. Yes, yeah. A lot of them sound like uh, Charles Dickens characters. Okay. So um, there's a little game called uh, New England Apple or Charles Dickens character. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, great. So I'll just throw out one to you, and you guess which it is. Okay. okay. First one is this a New England apple or a Charles Dickens character? Ribston Pippin. I'm going to say an apple. That is an apple. It Good sounded job. it Good sounded job. so much like a character that it had to be an yes. apple. Yeah. Winthrop Greening. That's a character. That is an apple. Ah! That is an apple. Uh, Wilkins Macabre. I'm going to say a character. That is a character. Okay, That's okay. a character from David Copperfield. David yeah. Copperfield was a character I was thinking of. David yeah. Copperfield. Uh, Abel Magwitch. I think it's pronounced Abel Magwitch, and it's an apple. <laughs> that is a character from Dead ah! Expectations. <laughs> what, was, what was the first uh, deadly sin? Pride? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Hubbardston, none such. My God. <laughs> I mean, did he name his characters after apples? Or uh, say it again as if it makes a difference. Hubbardston, none such. That's got to be. You would not name an apple a Hubbardston. So I'm going to say a character. That is an apple. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fezziwig. That's a character. That is. That's a character from Christmas Carol. Ooh. Yeah. Now that should be. That's the. Yeah. I read yeah. Christmas Even Carol. though Fezziwig works way better as yes. an apple name than Hubbardston. We need two words for an apple name. Hey, man. Those it's an apple. They're, they're crazy. Um. Deacon Jones. That's a ram. Yeah, it's an NFL Hall of Famer. Yes. Also. Is it an apple? Also an apple. No way! <laughs> a Deacon Jones apple? Yeah, I would imagine that's a newer name that maybe. Do you think they... like somebody was a Deacon Jones? Yeah. You know maybe. what he uh, was famous for, Deacon Jones? What? The head slap. Yeah, right? Because he, he was would... a defensive lineman, right? And he would hit and the ear hole. So in an old NFL helmet, they had those. And if you get if you pop it, you know you could pop an eardrum on one like that, oh, wow. uh, and so that would just stun the linemen, and then and then you get by him. So yeah, that's that was his moves. He'd come up and smack you in the side of the head. Think of the concussions, you know. One of the great names too, Deacon, Deacon Jones. Jones, right? Yeah. What's the What's the um, Steely Dan? Yeah. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. <laughs> do do. <laughs> Call me Deacon Jones. They got a word for the love. Go on. Is that? But they were referencing Deacon Jones as well. Is that what it is? It might be. Oh. Did he go to Alabama? 
don't that's, know. That's something we should we, know. We'll never find out. No, we'll never. Um, no way to find out. Especially uh, with no internet. <laughs> Duchess of Oldenburg. Well, I lived in Duchess County. I'm going to say that's an apple. That is an apple. That's a good one. The Duchess of Oldenburg, one? yeah. Uh, Marquis St. Evermond. Character. That is a character, okay. yeah. I tried to do those back-to-back. Yeah, no, yep, yep, yep. You know? Uh, Pumblechook. Character. That is a character from Great Expectations. You wouldn't want to eat a Pumblechook. No, that one has a bad mm-hmm. ring to it. Um, Crimson Crisp. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> character. <coughs> character. I'm, I'm going with trick question. That's Watch an it. apple. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, Canon, Chris Sparkle. See, you could work for a game show. You're, you've sequenced these well. I would, I would love to work for a game show. Um, what's that one? Canon? Canon, Chris Sparkle. I'll say character again. That is a character Whew. from The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Um, and oh. then finally, Jerry Cruncher. <laughs> I want that to be an apple. And if it's not... <laughs> it's a character from Metallica. Oh, City. damn it. That should be a German apple. <laughs> or another NFL Hall of Famer. Yes, Jerry Cruncher. Jerry Cruncher, yes. like middle linebacker for the Packers. Absolutely. He uh, invented the Cruncher. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, to Joe Canale for coming on Fruitful. Again, check out his podcasts, The Sports Dump and At the Doobies with Spliffkel and Ebert. Both great podcasts. Uh, a few follow-ups from the episode. Um, we mentioned Deacon Jones and uh, wondered if he went to the University of Alabama. No, uh, real name David Jones uh, was originally from Eatonville, Florida. I'm from Florida. And went to Mississippi Vocational College. Uh, the Steely Dan song, I think, was not referencing him, near as I can tell. And Deacon Blues is unrelated to Deacon Jones. Uh, some more fun facts about Deacon Jones. He's uh, credited with creating the term, sacking the quarterback. Yes, before him, they did not have a term for that. And one final note on the Red Delicious Apple. You know, it's been America's most grown apple for over 50 years. Until 2018. Yes, the world's changing in 2018. And the Gala Apple is America's new favorite apple. Leaving behind that mealy, tasteless, red delicious. And you know, I talk badly about the red delicious frequently. I don't plan on ever buying one or eating one unless I'm under some kind of duress. But, you know, it's at points like this that it's good to look back and be grateful for all that the red delicious is done for America. Not only was it the signature apple for so long, sitting in our fruit baskets, on our counters, on our teacher's desks, plopped into our school lunches. Sure, it was flavorless, but you know what? It did its best. And maybe its true value was as a father, for the Red Delicious Apple has given us many different other kinds of apples, including the Fuji and the Cameo, which are two Really good apples that are way better than the Red Delicious. You know, as the unending march of progress eventually leaves everyone behind, we can maybe find more sympathy for something like the Red Delicious. And I know that as that train of progress passes by my station without letting me on board, I'll find solace as I look down in my hand and see a nice, ripe, firm, crisp, Apple. It won't be a red delicious again, 
Over my dead body, will I ever consume another one of those? But it'll be a good one. And it'll maybe be a cultivar of the Red Delicious. Maybe even, if things work out right, it'll be an Envy Apple. Thank you again for listening to the Fruitful Podcast. I hope that you have a, a firm, a sweet, a tangy, a fruitful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>